Last February, we began Legacy, and we've had lots of new people come, and that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Let me give you an update on that. First of all, I think it'd be good, so I get it, and, and I did this last service, and it's quite surprising. How many of you have no clue what Legacy is? Just raise your hand. God bless you. Um, we want to give you some today so that you understand that if you would like. We sold this facility, and uh, God really blessed us in the selling of this facility. I think we made about $620,000 off of this facility here, which is a wonderful thing. And we bought a new campus, and a lot of you are very aware of that. Uh, it's behind Park, Parker Toyota and Fred Meyer, right off of Kathleen and Howard. Uh, the old specialty building, about five acres, and it's wonderful. It's being totally remodeled. We're having work days on, on Wednesday and on on Saturdays, and uh, matter of fact, we're going to show that video in just a minute. Um, why do I bring it up today? I just wanted to bring you up to where we are with that. First of all, through fundraising, through your giving, through our uh, the sale of this building, we had an auction dinner also. Through all of that, we've raised right at almost exactly $1 million, and that's... Isn't that beautiful? That's cool, isn't it? Um, that, that's, that's, that's the whole package, just rounded number $1 million. The building, uh, we, it was on the market for $2.39. We uh, negotiated and got it for $1.765, which was beautiful. Uh, now we bought the facility and we're remodeling, and it takes a lot of, how many of you ever done remodeling before? That's a whole nother baby right there. And so where we are today with raising a $1 million off of everything and the total cost of the buying and the remodeling, $2.8, we're at a difference of $1.8 million. We're in really beautiful standings, construction, loan, uh, financing, all of that. But I do want to let you know where we're going we want at some point to completely pay off that campus and that facility totally. Why, Jay? Why would, why, why would you want? First of all, it's a good thing. It's a biblical thing. It's a God thing. And instead of putting a, a, a monthly payment in, how many of you know it would be a lot more beautiful to put that money towards P-E-O-P-L-E? Did y'all get that? Did you spell? Do I need to say it? Yeah, I'll say it. People. 2020 vision, near and far, we're all about people. You're always on my mind. People. And so we really want to reach our community very serious about that. We're in it to win it. We live, breathe, eat for that. We want to touch the nations. We're really into that. Get ready to send a team to Honduras next September. And so with that being said, uh, you may want to pray about joining us on our journey with Legacy. There's people that are, have committed to give to Legacy for the next two years in order to, to pay that down and hopefully one day pay it off. And uh, so we wanted to, we have so many new folks and it's wonderful, but we would like to offer that. Now, everyone say weird. Good. I'm allergic to weird. Just, I don't, 
I'm allergic to weird Christians and weird. I love you, but if you're weird, it's just weird. And why do you say that, J.O.? Because if, if you get this pamphlet, you read over it and you decide, you know, I don't want to give towards that and that's not what I want to do, then don't give and don't be weird about it. Amen? That's, that's between you and the Lord. I won't be weird. We won't be weird. You don't be weird. Amen? We want you to do what the Lord would want you to do. God is really blessed. There's been people that have given generously, sacrificially. And if you want to begin this journey with us, we would love, we think that, I think it's important as a community that we pitch in as a family. But once again, uh, that has to be between you and the Lord. Is that okay? So with that being said, uh, we have some folks that have our legacy packets. If you're interested in reading and understanding what legacy is all about, would you just raise your hand because they're going to run to you right now. Just put your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. And they're going to, right here, Aaron, don't pass people by, bro. There you go. And don't throw them at people either, dude. Get paper cuts like that. Thank you for reading that. If you have any questions, you could ask me, my wife. You could ask anybody on staff. You know, Topher, you name it. Uh, you could almost ask a lot of people in the church just because they've been here with us through this journey. You ready to dive into the Word? I'm in the series All In. Will you say that with me, All In? Today is All In Faith. No plan B. Think about that for a minute. Have you pushed your chips in the middle? Let's call them faith chips today. Have you pushed your chips in the middle? Are you holding back on your chips? Or are all your chips in? Are you all in today? You can't look at your mama your daddy, the person beside you, even your wife, your sister, it's between you and God. Have you pushed your chips when it comes to faith? Are you all in? No plan B. In 1519, February the 19th, Hernandez Cortez sailed for Mexico. He had 11, just think about this for a minute. He had 11 ships, 13 horses, 110 sailors, 553 soldiers. The indigenous, indigenous population was approximately 5 million. Him and his team, his army was outnumbered 7,541 to 1. And he pulled up. And he did something all in. He made a decision, a, de a no plan B decision, and an all in decision. By the way, Cortez, whether you like it, lump it, disagree with it, conquered most of South America. Pulled up, all of his soldiers gets out on the beach. He makes an all in decision. Burn the ships. Burn the ships. There is no plan B 
burn the ships. Have you burnt your ships when it comes to faith? If you have a plan B, a lot of times people will rely on plan B. I want to be one that only has one plan, plan A, all in faith. Listen to the scripture, 1 Kings 19, 21. Let me give you a little reference. Elijah, somebody say old man. Old man. He's the old man prophet. Kind of honorary, I think, but nevertheless, God judged him. He seemed a little honorary. Elijah just went through a war. War with false prophets. A war with a queen, Jezebel. Gets a letter. Scares the living snot out of him. He goes and hanging out underneath a tree. He's depressed. He's suicidal. Why am I alive? Kill me, God. Finds himself in a cave. God gives him marching orders. Basically this. Elijah, I'm not done with you yet. Tell your neighbor right now. God's not done with you yet. I want you to anoint this king. I want you to anoint this king. And I want you to anoint a young prophet named Elisha. He goes and he finds Elisha, throws his mantle on him. And Elisha does something. This is what he does. Elisha was a farmer. He plowed fields, hooked up to oxen. And Elisha does this. So Elijah returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. I like that. Slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast the flesh. I like to eat meat. <laughs> I think these two teeth right here are from meat and not carrots. That's just my opinion. If you're a vegetarian, no offense. I happen to be a meatitarian. <laughs> and I do like organic meat. I do. How's this happen? I walk, I'm walking the other day and I look down beside the road, someone had thrown a can out, and it was an organic rock star. Dr. Ryan, you need to get a hold of them, bro. I'm like, wow. That just didn't set with me, organic rock star. I don't know. I was, it wasn't convincing to me. Anyway, it was a little convincing. They, you know, organic uh, coffee beans, and all, I'm like, ah, ah, you're pushing it. Okay, here we go. He passed around the meat to the townspeople, and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah his assistant. Why why you read that, J.O.? Everyone say, no plan, B. no plan B. The thing that he had been following and hooked up to, the ox, 
or a, a whole train of oxen. He slaughters them, kills them, has a going away party, feeds everybody in the community. He makes the fire with all the wood yokes. and I mean, he's all in, no plan B. Are you all in in your faith today? Listen to this story, Genesis 15, 3 through 6. I'm going to get back to this scripture in a few minutes, so just, you just kind of need to put a little, a, little, you know, a little mark right here to remember this. Listen to this. This is, this is plan A. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Plan A. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir. Uh, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Plan A. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky, count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Plan A. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. All in, no plan B. St. Augustine said this, listen real close to these words, Augustine, just, just listen to St. Augustine, he says that faith is to believe what you do not see, just, just, just see law, just kind of meditate on that, faith is to believe, faith is to believe, I believe in something that I don't, just meditate on that for a faith to believe, faith is to believe what you do not see, listen to what the reward is, this is this, the reward of this faith is to see what you believe. Pray with me. Father, open our eyes today. I pray, God, that you would download Holy Spirit. It's impossible, impossible to please you without faith. And faith comes from hearing and hearing your word. So I pray, Father, there's not a person in this room that you haven't given a measure of faith, but I know faith can grow, it can mature, it can... So we say... Lord, we want to be people of all in faith today. So I just ask for your anointing, even as we dive into this. In Jesus' name, everyone said. I want to talk to you real practical today, practical faith, where the rubber hits the road, daily faith. How do you deal with daily faith? How does daily faith work? I want to let you know that in your community of faith, your faith has neighbors. How many of you have ever had a questionable neighbor live next to you? Just raise your hand. Don't, I don't want to hear their names. Don't tell me. You've had questionable neighbors before, right? Well, your faith has questionable neighbors. And I want to, I want to talk to you about those questionable neighbors today of your faith. Here we go. Here's a, I just put together a little list. Here's some neighbors of faith. Mr. Fear. Mrs. Anxiety, Mr. and Mrs. Doubt, Dr. Depression, Major Pain, <laughs> Dotty Disappointment, Nagging Discouragement, Cousin Confusion, Darth Disease. Anybody ever had those neighbors anywhere near you in your faith? Just raise your hand. How many of you have ever had doubt before? Raise your hand. Oh, let's try that again. I, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I don't see how anybody that walks with Jesus can occasionally have doubt. Let's try it again. How many of you have ever had doubt before? 
Come on, if John the Baptist had doubt, come on, we have had doubt. John the Baptist is setting up in jail, and he says, send a word to Jesus. Are you the one? I'm like, John, he's your cousin. John, you water baptized him, and now you're doubting, are, is he the one? Come on. A lot of us deal with these nagging uh, neighbors at time. I would even go a little further. I call them nasty neighbors. Some nasty neighbors that try to get all up in your business, do some demonic donuts in your front yard. Throw some rager, raging parties between your ears. Loud parties. They bring the committee between your ears. They just bring a, a whole party of the accusations against you. Come on. They leave your gates open. They trash your front yard. Come on. These are neighbors of faith. Our hope as believers is that we would grow in faith. That we would mature in faith faith that we would listen we would learn how to deal with these nasty neighbors and become more faith-filled faith is like a lethal injection when it comes to fear and confusion and disappointment listen God wants us to begin speaking faith everyone say with me faith Faith. why is this so important it this might be one of the most important subjects that I could ever even speak on is your faith if you don't know that, I pray a great awakening today uh, that you would see the important. Uh, J.O., uh, uh, are you one of those faith churches? We better be. We, 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 you, you better be more interested about your faith than anything on the face of this earth. We better be ones that can speak faith. Come on, pray in faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit in faith. Talk faith. Walk faith. Contend like Judah said. Judah says, uh, I mean, Jude, not Judah. Judah, Jude said, contend for your faith. Come on, bind and loosen by faith. Rebuke by faith. We declare by faith. Why? Because the devil wants your faith. Come on, head out of the sand. The devil wants your faith. He comes to shipwreck your faith, kill your your faith, destroy. He seeks and and destroys your faith. He's all about after your faith. Now, it looks a little bit different sometimes. It may look in the avenue of health. It may look in the avenue of your family or your wife or your husband or your finances or your car or your house or your job but ultimately he wants your faith what's he gonna do with your job anyway what's he gonna do with your wife he wants your faith and there is a war in the hood for your faith I I want you to listen to this right now you know neighbors hood come on go with me nasty neighbors he uses these nasty neighbors to get at your faith if you've got your bibles turn with me to Ephesians 6 10 through 17 I'm going to read this and I want to make a couple of very important points that you need to hear today when it comes to your faith that you would you could feel the weightiness of the importance of the devil wanting your faith and what he's after what he's attacking So many times, it looks like what it's not. It looks like 
Oh, I, hey, I got the devil sitting right beside me right here, man. My husband, he's yelling at me all the way. He ain't the devil. She's not the devil. They're not your enemy. It's not flesh and blood. The devil wants to destroy your faith. Listen to this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Come on, tell your neighbor, be strong. Come on, tell him, tell him, be strong. Even put a little accent to it. Be strong. Preach it to him. Be strong. Come on, listen. Put on the whole armor of God. Everyone say whole. I don't want to fight naked. I don't want to be a naked Christian. Right? I want to have the, when you say the whole armor, Jay, are you, are you talking about just like a little plastic sword, a little kind of fantasy boots, a little plastic shield? No, I'm talking about you put on the form of, you know what you're putting on? You're putting on Jesus. He is my strong tower. Come on. He's my shield and buckler. Come on. You're putting Jesus on. It's lethal, man. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The devil, you have authority over him. We fight from a victorious stand. But don't think that he's not a wise old adversary. He's been around for a long time. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Sometimes I'm telling you, I've been in situations where it's like, I'm just going to stand. Just stand. Stand in you, Jesus. Therefore, stand, therefore, girded with the waist of truth. How many of you know we want to believe the truth that sets us free and be declares of the truth go on to say having put on the breastplate of righteousness how many of you know that you're righteous you're if you know jesus today you're righteous isn't that wonderful come on get excited with me at least fake it come on you're righteous if you know jesus because you're righteous in him he made you righteous he died for you his blood you're righteous because of christ and it goes on to say and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But this is what I want you to see. Say this with me. Above all. Above all. Now, now, now really say it with me. Preach back at me. Above all. Above all. Above all. He says above all. Take the shield of faith. Which, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What are these fiery, I'm talking about day-to-day faith. What's this look like all up in your business, in your home, in your family, day-to-day faith? What's this look like? Those nasty neighbors. Fire darts are very, very real. You may think sometimes that it was your husband or that it was something of the flesh or your boss or an enemy. I want to let you know a lot of times the enemy as throwing fiery darts at you. Why? Those fiery darts will hit you. Guess what it causes you to do? Retreat. Oh, I'm backing out. Wow, this is too hot. This is, this is too tough. I, I, think, I, think I, I think it might be easier for me to be an atheist. 
I, 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 think, I think I might just go down New Age right here. New Age. I just I think I might do New Age. New Age sounds a little more easier over here. Or, 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 or yeah, I'm going to back out here. Why? The enemy wants you to back out. Of, the enemy is after your faith. He wants to shipwreck your faith, church. He wants you to back out. Unengage. I think I'll just become an agnostic. You know, something's got to be easier than this. How many know that faith is not an easy button? How many, how many remember that easy button staples? That was easy. Faith is not all. I'll, I'll get back to that in just a few minutes. But above all, I mean, this shield was huge. It's about the size of a door. And it's to stop fiery darts. All those nasty neighbors, neighbors in the community, of faith that want to shipwreck you and destroy you and put doubt in you and absolutely bring confusion and everything these darts do. And it goes on to say, and taking the helmet of salvation, all these are very important. Every one of them is vital. But the Bible says, above all, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. How many of you know the Word of God is so vital? You're fighting, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, J.O. told me to, he told me to have the word hit in my heart. And I'd be like, uh, Hezekiah 3 says. The devil's like, Hezekiah 3? What is Hezekiah 3? Paul, I know. Peter, I know. Who are you, Hezekiah 3? Don't even know the word of God. God wants you to have the word in you. It's the sword of the spirit. But above all, the Bible says, the shield of faith. Why? Because the devil knows how lethal your faith is. The devil knows that faith is what moves the heavens. Faith can change a family, change your honorary aunt, your granddaddy, your cousins, a city, a school, a nation through our faith. Praying in faith. Come on. Worshiping in faith. Declaring God's word in faith. Come on. God heals by faith. God saves by faith. And let me just, let me put a name to God today. Because I'm not politically correct. And I never will be. And I never want to be. That God that I speak of today is Jesus. It ain't a Buddha God. It ain't an Islamic God. Come on. It's not a Hindu God. It's not a little G God. It is capital J to the E to the S-U-S. The only, the one, the way, the truth, the only God. His name is Jesus. Because when he comes into the room, everything changes. Hopeless situations ceases to exist. When he walks into the room, the dead begin to rise because there's resurrection power. And all he does, come on, Jesus. You need to know who your God is. Listen to me today. Faith in that name, above all names, every knee will bow. Every million Hindus' gods will bow to the name of Cancer will bow to the name of Jesus. Are you feeling me? I hope you are feeling me today when it comes to your faith and knowing what your and who your faith is. And I, Jesus wasn't wasn't politically correct, and I won't be political, and I don't think we need to be political. I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm not saying be rude, but know what you believe. Know what you believe. We are people of not just reason and nice and do-gooders and humanitarians and all that, higher education, all that, even though there's a lot of beautiful things in that. Paul defines who we are. Listen to me for a minute. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29. 
For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh. Look around just for a moment. Look around. Not many of you wise. It doesn't say none. Just not many. And my classes, is, I must be preaching because I'm fogging up. I can tell the level of preaching because after service I have to clean the screen. That's, that's, that's no joke. If I'm not preaching, I didn't have to clean it. It's already getting pretty nasty. Not many of you wise according to the flesh. Not many mighty. Look around. Not many noble. Are called. It doesn't mean there's none noble, none mighty, none, not just not many. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world which are despised, God has chosen. How many glad that He chose you? Come on, He chose you. Tell your neighbor, He chose you. He didn't choose you because you were last in the line. Five foot two with no athletic skills. Choose me, choose me. <laughs> he chose you because you're number one. Come on. He loves you. He chose you because he wants to use you mightily. God has chosen the things which are not to bring to, th to nothing the things that are. He'll take some not heads. They'll say that out west, not heads. Or is that just a southern term? Oh, I'm sorry. He'll take the knots and do some mighty and great exploits through you. Nothing's the things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. So there's not many of us wise and mighty and noble, but we all have this common thread. Listen to me real good. Faith. We are people of faith. If you don't have faith in Jesus today, that can begin today. How do you know that, J.O.? Because my Bible says so. The Bible says today is the day of Sal. Don't leave here without faith in Christ today. Let me tell you what Jesus said about faith. Let me just read a few scriptures. I mean, he put a lot of emphasis on faith. These are just a few out of many. Let me just roll with this out for a minute. Matthew 9, 22. We just, we just preach back out me. You'll figure this out. It's pretty simple. You with me? Here we go. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter, your faith. Oh, let's try that again. 100%. Here we go. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Matthew 9, 29. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Uh, Luke 5, 20. When he saw their he said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Luke uh, 7, 50. Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Luke 18, 42. Then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Listen, did you know that you're even made right because of faith? You're in right standings for, because of faith. Listen, listen, listen to a few scriptures. There's more, but here's just a couple. Romans 4, 5. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. Amen? Aren't you glad that you're made righteous, not because of your cuteness or your skill or your sales ability or keeping law, everything? 
but because of faith in Jesus Christ. Listen to this, Romans 4.13. Clearly, God promised to give the whole earth to Abraham, and his descent was based not on obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. How beautiful that. You're made right because of your faith. The devil wants to shipwreck your faith. He wants your faith. Noah built the ark by faith, no plan B. <laughs> David faced jungle breath Goliath by faith, no plan B. Moses stuck up that rod, split the sea, no plan B. Come on, somebody. No, hey, they followed Jesus. The disciples followed Jesus, sold all, turned from business, family business, tax collecting, no plan to. Jesus uh, saves notorious sinners like myself, and I have no plan B. Jesus delivers drug addicts, and you name it, with no plan B. Come on, somebody. Faith in God, no plan B. And faith is not, like I said earlier, it's not the easy button. You know what happens when we go through? How many of you ever been through or are going through something tough? Just raise your hand. Amen. That's a, wow, that's about a majority. Let me encourage you with something. What happens when we're going through difficult things is that, just to be honest with you, it could, be come, through, it could come through marriage and relationship financially and health and family and through mental, emotional. It can come through a lot of different avenues. But when you're going through something very tough, you know what takes place? is that your character is revealed. Whenever I'm really stressed and I'm going through something, it's like, hey, the real J.O., stand up, please. <laughs> character is revealed. And why is that important? Because Jesus is always, he'll take all things and work it for good in your life, for the good. Everyone say the good. He's a good, good father. And he wants to work good things in your life. He's for you, not against you. He's not an old ogre just ready to... <laughs> he loves you good, right? So listen to the scripture, 1 Peter 1, 7, that the genuineness of your faith... Listen to that word, the genuineness. Leather faith, diamond faith. Come on, not pleather. Genuineness of your faith. Being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by, listen to that, tested by fire. Everyone say fire. Wow. Though your faith be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You, see, 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 see look, 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 look. your faith can't be built on an organization. Your faith can't be built on a person, on a pastor, on your parents. Your faith can't be uh, built on a formula. It can't be built on an equation. It can't even be built, faith can't even be built on faith. Faith must be built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness and nothing else. All in faith. Burn the ships. No plan B. Let me encourage you today. If you're going through something, because that was a majority of people, or really close to the majority, maybe, maybe half. Listen to this scripture, Acts 14, 22. This is a beautiful scripture. How many of you know that Christians, even though they have great faith, go through things? How many of you know that don't listen to the lie, that don't listen to the committee and the party going on between your ears? Oh, how can he love you when you're going through something like this? 
Well, he loves you not because you're lovable, but because he's love. Oh, you don't deserve it. I know. <laughs> but he gave it to me as a free gift anyway. So you've got to be locked and loaded with the word of God in you. Because the committee between your ears, those nasty neighbors, wants to take your faith. Those fiery darts come at a lot of times by thoughts. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, bring in every thought into captivity. So strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them, continue in the faith. Say that with me. Say that with me. Just shout it out. Continue in the faith. Tell your neighbor, continue in the faith. The one that is pruned face right now, not saying it, make it very awkward. Look at him right in the eyes and say, continue in the faith. We like to make people feel very awkward. If you make them feel awkward long enough, they start laughing. <laughs> then they just become family, right? Continue the faith and saying, we must. Say that with me, we must. We must. Wow. <laughs> Easy button faith? No. We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. Everyone say through. through. Your faith is not to go over. Your faith is not to go under. Your faith is not to go around or this round. Your faith will take you through. Everyone say through. Through, through the wilderness. Through the desert. Through the storm. Through the pain. Through the night. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for a minute. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love those guys. Can you tell? I love those guys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, if you don't bow, you're going to be tossed in the fire furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They could have went around the fire. Okay, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, we're going to bow. When you bow, cross your fingers. Just cross your fingers. Pray for good luck. Just bow. Okay, here's another one. We'll only break one or two commandments. We'll bow, and while you're bowing, Jesus, please forgive me, please forgive me. Oh, after we bow, let's do this. We'll go around the fire. Hey, God doesn't want us to go through the fire. He doesn't want us to go through. He loves us more. He doesn't want us to go through the fire. Come on now. So after we bow, we run, go back to our bedroom, and we ask God for forgiveness. Right? They could have got around the fire. Guess what they chose to do? They had faith full of integrity. I think God is looking for men and women of faith with integrity. They said, well, king, we think God will deliver us. To paraphrase a little bit, but pretty close. God can deliver us. But if not, king, we will not bow Amen. to your golden image. The, the king started manifesting. Turn it up! Threw him in the fire furnace. In the fire! Guess who was there? The fourth. Who said that? You've heard me preach before. Tell your neighbor right now, the fourth be with you. Oh, they could have got out of the fire. You can get out of your marriage. You can't. All you got to do is get a lawyer. Come on, we want to be people of faith with integrity. Let me, let me give you three keys 
of opening faith today. Can I give you three final keys? You with me? I'm skipping a lot of notes because I'm running out of time, but I do want to give you three keys of unlocking your faith. Here's the first one. Listen to me real good. Renewing your mind. Now, can I put that in a J-O term? Can I put that in a J-O term? Brainwash! <laughs> J-O, you're, you're, you're a cult leader? You're talking about brainwashing? I'm not a cult leader, but I will tell you, you need to wash your brains. <laughs> Big time. Your brains have been trashed since you were little. The devil has trashed. He has lied. He has lied, and he has lied to you. You have believed lies that you're not deserving. You're unloved, that he would leave you, that he's mean, and that he's angry. You need to wash your brains with the truth of the word of God. See, when you get a bad report, it's hard to get that out of your brain. But it's not impossible. When you've been lied to all your life, it's hard to get that thing unlodged out of your brain. But it's not impossible. You need to renew your mind according to the truth of the word. I don't care if you look crazy walking around. By his stripes I am healed. 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 What are you doing? I'm renewing my brains, man. By his stripes. One day you will believe it. I believe it. I believe with all my heart. Just renewing your, man, I've been through that before. Re, renewing your mind. Whatever, whatever the truth. Now, there's mysteries. There's mysteries in healing. I get all of that. But I tell you what, I'd rather be like David. That brother fasted. He stood on the word of God. And after his little baby died, it was then that he went and clothed himself and went in and worshiped. Come on. Renew your mind. You with me? Would you believe with me the word of God? It's hard. But I think we should be warriors in that. Number two, everyone say timing. God's not on your punch card. He doesn't go, hey, it's right now. Microwave faith. Come on, God. Right now. Just, come on. We're... Sari, I tried that. She goes, hey, I'm not pregnant yet. I'm getting old. Uh, I'm going to hook you up with my servant girl, Abram. What? Yeah, we're going to have some children. It's just not going to be through me. Everyone say plan B. Sari, I tried to go with a plan B. Hooked her husband up with Hagar. Guess what they had? An Ishmael. How many Ishmaels do you want in your life? Ishmaels are not cool, man. No, I'm serious. Ishmaels are not cool. Ishmael, he was a rebel. He, was, he held his hand against all authority. He was against his relatives. Ishmael. How many Ishmaels? That was not God's plan A. Finally, they had Ishmael because God will let you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. But God's plan was from the very first scripture, plan A. And the last one, you ready? Stand up. I got to give you this ready one. This last one. Fill me on this. Renew your mind. Listen to me real good, church. If you want to grow, go with me, go with me. Tell your neighbor right now, renew your mind. There's timing involved. Sometimes there's a timing involved. Come on, timing of the truth. And listen to the last one. You ready for this? Make war! Make war against those nasty neighbors. Quit doing this. Patty Kate with me. 
Patty cake, patty cake, all depressed, all anxious, all patty cake, all you love, all patty cake, patty cake. Hey! Make war against the lies of the devil. Make war against the schemes of the devil against you. Make war. Tell your neighbor right now. Make war. Now say it like you mean it. Come on, make war. Blessed are the peace. Not peacekeepers. Sometimes you just got to make war. Sometimes you just got to stand. Your faith, more precious than gold. Don't be tested by fire. Make war. Amen? Amen. Bow your head.